Good morning. Parashat Vayishlach, as we addressed already on Sunday, has this strange, this mysterious encounter of Yaakov together, as the Pasuk describes, Vayeavik Ish Imo. At some moment over the course of Yaakov's traveling to Esav, he has a struggle with a mysterious being in the eyes of the Hachamim, Saroshel Esav. It's an angelic being. And Yaakov, of course, is successful in this wrestling match with this individual. But the specifics, how the Torah tells it, are very telling. Because what happens is that as Yaakov is successful in this wrestling match, this Ish, this Sarosh El Esav, realizes that he can't and won't overcome Yaakov's strength, again, in this mysterious battle. Of course, we're familiar with the Gid HaNasheh, how this uh, angelic being strikes Yaakov in the socket of his hip in that moment. Yaakov in turn is a little bit weakened, however, still battling, still wrestling, still the overwhelming victor. But then this Ish turns to Yaakov and says, send me forth, because it's morning time. Now, in this moment, I, I can only speak for myself, if it was me, and let's talk about a physical battle, certainly a spiritual of some sort battle, in a moment where I'm in charge, where I'm overwhelmingly overpowering this individual, why would I let them go? How could I make any sense of this? I'm about to defeat. I'm about to give the finishing touch, the finishing touch in putting him away. And then the Pasuk says, Yaakov's <laughs> response is, I won't unless you give me a beracha. But the beracha, or the naming, or the understanding of the name of Yaakov does effectively allow for Yaakov to send this individual free. The character trait in that moment of Yaakov, the ability to, while at the finish line, be able to retreat, be able to exert self-restraint, is a character trait which in this moment Yaakov portrays for us and as a ma'aseh avot siman labanim could and should inspire each of us in our own circumstances to learn that midah which the Kabbalists refer to as simsum. Litzamtsem in their eyes is of course what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did as he created the world. He created the world and he being infinitely manifested couldn't if he didn't hold back and constrain himself in some mystical sense, couldn't bring forth reality as we have it. And our learning from God, our vehalachta bidrachav, means that in our own lives, in many circumstances, both in encounters with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shemirat Torah Mitzvot, we have to constrain and hold forth, hold back, be able to exert our self-restraint, as well as in our relationships with one another. The Gemara Masechet Sukkan Kafhet describes the many students of Hillel Hazaken. The Gemara says that the greatest of his students was Yonatan ben Uziel. And the Gemara's tale, the legend, which is told about Yonatan ben Uziel, to describe his greatness in terms of his sanctity, in terms of his study and knowledge of Torah, is that as he would be studying Torah, call off any bird which would fly over his head, would immediately be nisraf, would be burnt. Some of the mefarshim, some of the later thinkers, ask a very basic, almost a funny question. Say, if that's the student, Yonatan ben Uziel, tell me about the rabbi. What could Hillel Hazakin do? What was his greatness? What would happen when he was studying Torah? Would the whole world go uh, under fire? What was the... Sur- and famously, in the name of the, the Rebbe of Kotsk, the Kotska Rebbe, the response is, the greatness of Hillel Hazakin was that although he had the capability, much as his student, 
to burn any bird which would fly over his head. He didn't because his self-restraint, his ability to constrain himself in those moments was perhaps the even stronger mark of the uh, abilities of Hillel Hazakin. In truth, Rabbi Salvechik in an essay which he called Catharsis, he described the difference of the Berachot in the morning that we say, we mention a Beracha, Hanoten la Ya'ef Koach. We talk about when we're weak, getting koach. On the other hand, we mention as well, Ozer Yisrael Bigvura. HaKadosh Baruch Hu somehow gives us a Givura. What's the difference between Givura and koach? And what he suggested is that koach is a physical or even spiritual moving forward force. It's when I defeat, it's the struggling of Yaakov in the moments up until the end. The Givura is when you step back, is when you're able to Ezu Gibor HaKobesh Et Yisro. It's your ability to self-constrain, to have the ability and the knowledge and the wherewithal to step back when necessary. Listen, we all know it in our Shemirat Torah Mitzvot that it's necessary on many occasions. There's situations where innately, naturally, we want to push forward to do something that we know to be wrong. Torah consistently and constantly says, if you're exerting Kiddushah, it means you know how to withdraw. It means you know how to hold back. But I think the message is even greater and deeper than that. This struggle of Yaakov in this moment was a struggle which he could have, and we would say, he'd be rightful in defeating. In a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, stepping back in order to follow the mitzvot, okay, it's because he told you not to. But over here, to defeat, to make certain that he takes him down entirely? But the message, in turn, a deeper one, maybe nuanced and difficult to comprehend at times, Think about it in a relationship with another. There are times when you can and should say something to others, and it's important, and they'll hear it properly. There are other times when the more you say, the more harm you'll cause. But I was trying to teach my child a lesson, but I was telling it them in the moment. I was certain that they would understand, and I needed to say it. You turn them further away because you couldn't hold back in that moment. There are times and places for everything, oftentimes silence, can speak much louder than the words that you might in a louder pitch speak. The givura then of Yaakov in this moment is the lesson that each of us can and should be able to exert in our own lives with one another, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's that simsum, that ability to contract, to understand that there's a strength in retreat in truth, in the book Me'or Enaim of Rabbi Menachem Nachum of Chernobyl, he describes this as a pasuk in Yehezkel, where the pasuk says that the hayot were raso vashov. The hayot over there referring to the angels. They were raso, they were racing forward, vashov, but they would also be backward. And his understanding is in a relationship with God, and again, relationship in anything and everything in life. If it's always moving forward, then there isn't going to be a natural and healthy growth. There needs to be moments of subsiding. There needs to be moments of retracting, of withdrawal. I remember as a young man, maybe 18, 19 years old, in yeshiva in Israel, there was a young individual who appeared on the scene one day. He came from a different yeshiva. He was new to serious study and shmirat Torah mitzvot. And I remember he had passion and he had fervor. 
I remember looking at him, and a lot of us, well, he looked a little bit funny. He was so in his tefillah. He was so, so much energy in his learning. He was yelling and shouting. And I was sitting next to him one night as the rabbi from the yeshiva was passing through, and he stopped at him, and he said, I want to talk to you about something. I think you need to tone it down. <laughs> and this and young man, I remember, like, yes, he said, what do you mean, tone it down? Isn't it excited? I have. I'm so excited for Torah. I'm so, rabbi, isn't that what you talk about all the time? Isn't that what it's all about? He said, let me explain to you something. Oftentimes, when we go too strong and too hard at something, it means that when something goes wrong along the way, or when the energy wanes, everything crashes down. Instead, to grow and to pause in order to take it in, to even allow for a little bit stepping backward from time to time is not only appropriate, it's necessary for natural and healthy growth. The message in turn of Yaakov are hard to implement in our life because we have that tendency, let's just be haloch. I don't want to be shov. I don't want to be turning backward. I just want to be pushing forward the message of Yaakov by relinquishing, by at the finish line, when he's capable of giving the uppercut to finish off this ish, but instead allowing for him to go is a message, it's a lesson to each of us of how in our own lives, under many circumstances, with one another, in our relationship with God, in our relationship with ourselves, constraint, self-restraint, is not only good, it's necessary for our greatest and most healthy growth. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.